Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Ambets Radio. At Ambets Radio, we're dedicated to providing the who, what, where, when, and why of everything Ambets nationwide. For over 50 shows now, Ambets Radio not only educates, but tries to inspire all veterans serving veterans with interviews that are not only thought-provoking, but through humor, decades of wisdom, lots of great stories, and of course, information about Ambets. It's our goal at Ambets Radio that after hearing this show, you'll walk away different than you arrived. We thank you for taking the time to listen to Ambets Radio. And for more information, including upcoming shows or previous ones, visit ambetsradio.com. Now sit back and relax, buckle up and get ready, because the Ambets Radio train is about to leave the station. Well, good evening and... Welcome to Ambets Radio Show number 773. Today is August 10th, 2018, and we are live for 2018 Ambets National Convention. And Alex, what a show you It was amazing. After today, we've got elections, but as of right now, I know Reed Riley is looking like a great candidate to be our next national commander. And today, we're looking like we're going to have another great one. We've got our hopeful incoming new first vice commander at the national level. We've got our national executive director sitting with us. We talked with Sherman Gillums yesterday. I mean, Perry, I couldn't ask for a show. And we started off with a bang by the pool that morning. I coming this morning. You did? I, you bet. I mean, I had to relax, man. I was so pent up from just the energy. First of all, the one of the things that I've learned, because this is our second year, yeah. I learned that this is a family. And I didn't realize... Well, it's probably one o'clock in the morning when I really realized how loved I was. <laughs> Everybody has just been so awesome. And, and it's like you come to the convention and you get to see all these people who throughout the year you haven't seen. And it's just absolutely awesome. But one of the things that we need to do before we get started is we've got to do our national anthem. Would you please join me and Ross for our national anthem.
new quick news. Um, can Polk stop me in the hall? And uh, he said, I got great news, Perry. I said, what? He said, 2020, 2022, the convention is going to be in New Orleans. And what I was really excited about that is, you know how long it's been since I've had good gumbo? <laughs> I mean, what an opportunity we're going to have. Folks, joining us to start off the MSP show today is our National Executive Joe Schnelli. And joining him is our second vice commander. We'll see now first. Right? No, not yet. Second commander, a friend of Amvets Radio, Jan Brown. Guys, how you doing? Great. Never been. Welcome to Amvets Radio again. Second year at the convention. What's going on today? I mean, it's been a pretty busy day. Oh, today was resolutions and uh, uh, constitution and bylaw changes. And uh, that took the better part of the morning. And, uh, uh, we had a junior's breakfast this morning as a fundraiser, and uh, that I missed. I donated, but I missed. Well, you won't be too remiss because tomorrow morning, from the same time, junior's going to be having the same pancake breakfast. As this is a ten dollar plate. It's five. Uh-huh. It's so, covered their cost. <laughs> so, I paid twenty this morning. Now what? You're right. <laughs> <laughs> you see what they're doing. <laughs> This kid, yeah. But it always goes to a good cause. I mean, uh, it's, it's a great. We have an amazing group of juniors here this year, and uh, uh, commanders post. They what did they stand like last month or the month before? And they have 34 juniors in their juniors uh, now. So, Is and they had seven of them here. Or? No, thir- 34 juniors in their post. So, and they just started within the last couple of months. And, and we just announced yesterday that at Post 45, they're going to have juniors there as well. Yes, we're waiting so for me to pull to sign the paperwork today, but by the end of business, it should be done. Great. It's great. As a nation, we don't do a very good job of educating our children on patriotism, on where we come from and where we're going as a country. Uh, juniors are for that. And that's, and that's one of the sad things is, I mean, when I grew up in high school, we had civics classes the preamble of the Constitution, the Constitution itself. You know, we were talking about the Declaration of Independence. We're meant to be a citizen of the U.S. And you don't see that in schools anymore. It's, you know, you have kids when you're learning about the Constitution, when you're learning about the Declaration of Independence, we learned about the war, but that was about it. We learned about Ben Franklin or George Washington. We don't really learn what it means to be an American citizen and what rights are afforded to them. What our forefathers stood for. That's where uh, Freedom's Foundation comes in, uh, one of AMVET's big programs, uh, we send uh, 9th, 10th graders uh, try at least one per state, and then California sends a boatload every year. And, uh, um, and that's an amazing four days uh, for these kids that come out. Uh, in fact, we talked about that yesterday, that in the programs meeting, we said, you know, the kids that go to Freedom's Foundation now have never lived in a time where we were not in, at a, in a conflict. You know, whether, I mean, they're all post-9-11 babies. So they don't know what it used to be like when you didn't have to go through 20 layers of security to get through the airport. You know, um, the people listening in on phones. And I was amazed at how much freedom they were willing to give up that added security. 
And I was like, I kind of warned him. I said, you know, once you give it up. You're not getting it back. You're not getting it back. But but it just it, it just it, it but it dawned on me when I was there when I'm talking to these kids that they don't know. I mean they've only lived in a in a time of conflict, so it, it it's a different world. And there was, there was a lot of division when I was younger between the nation. The, the, when you talk about systemic, you know, division amongst different ethnic backgrounds, there you know, I remember I grew up in New York. And so do you, Joe. So I, I know you, you probably remember visiting the city between 9-11 and post-9-11. For those of you who have never been to New York City, there are millions of cab drivers. And most of them are immigrants from the Middle East, the uh, countries of that. Well, nobody minded them before 9-11. After 9-11, everybody was up in arms about these taxi drivers, about these bodega owners, and telling them to get out of the country, calling them of variant of racial slurs and just sad because these are people that would live in your neighborhood for years and have no problem with them. It's happened. Well, there's definitely division today. I mean, there's no, but at the same time, we're Americans. That was what we talked about yesterday. No matter what color, no matter what religion, no matter what democratic society you live to be a part of, you're an American. And because you're an American, you have rights to be. The challenge is, is when you have those who have not done the right thing in order to become an American, and yet they're getting special treatment over the veterans, they're getting treatment over those who sacrifice just makes no sense. And I know that just nationally, you guys deal with a lot of the political-based issues only because to get <laughs> thrown right in the middle of controversy in regards to political situations. They have police day and things like that, but I, I'm often asked, what does patriotism or Americanism or uh, educating our nations have to do with national defense or with veteran issues? But the bottom line is now a study just came out this week that less than 30% of today's youth be eligible to join the military because of various physical or legal issues, um, things like that. And so we have a very small pool to recruit from to keep our military strong. And without that patriotism, without understanding where they need to fit into the big picture, we're going to end up face a draft or have a, a real crisis in our military. And it's something we, we as an organization, have that obligation to our, our children understand why they serve. Now, it seems like starting from the National Convention, it's almost like you're in your year beginning. What are we looking forward to here in the next six months as far as up the upcoming programs, anything new that's going on that we can, we can at least bring into? Sure. So um, we've talked a lot about on the show here the last several months, the HEAT program, uh, and that's part of the big picture. There's, there's nothing the entire nation is going to do organic reform. There, there's a crisis throughout the medical community veterans community, but within throughout the entire nation, uh, with the shortage of qualified caregivers at all different levels, especially in mental health. And of course, a nation that's been at war for 17 years, we have a lot of mental health needs that are going on right now. So we are preparing, investing, uh, we spend in uh, informing and rallying groups here. And the, the grassroots level is really under, understanding what we're facing as a country so that we can all address this throughout the coming year.
the opportunity to speak with the new VA uh, on Wednesday. And uh, he went around the room and asked everybody what what their issues were, what their issues, you know, with the VA or things he would we would like to see done, and and uh, uh, which I found very refreshing. And uh, of course, we've talked about this on radio before, but my big passion is complementary and alternative uh, medicine, and uh, how it really needs to be integrated within the VA um, to help. Uh, alleviate the opioid crisis, you know, to help people learn how to manage their pain as opposed to mask their pain and uh, and learn to live their lives. And I, I'm, I'm a firm believer that the crisis is a direct correlation with the suicide rate. And because uh, they're meant for chronic pain, I mean, acute pain, not chronic pain. Chronic pain, you need to learn how to deal with. Acute pain, like, I was very happy for drugs when JP had knee surgery. I didn't know the voices had I been a little because he was in a lot of pain. But once he got over that and started weaning himself off that and just taking, you know, a couple Advil just to sleep, you know, he worked through the pain and through physical therapy and doing other things, he's you know, he's off all medication. So uh, they have their place, but when you're talking people that have long-term pain, it needs to be a different than pills to help um, alleviate the pain. But it also comes down to monitoring these patients because I, I take gabapentin for my nerve pain, and it's not a narcotic. It's really not anything other than, you know, it numbs nerve pain. Well, now it's, it's a controlled substance, because a lot of people are using it to self-detox. It helps with the seizures and some of the shakes that come along with detox from alcohol and drugs. And now people are buying this off of people just to use it to self-detox. So I think we also have to look at the medical community and managing patients and their needs a little bit better. Well, sure. It, it, but it's a, it's a closer monitoring of everybody. And, not oh, yeah. just, and we have a problem with that because of the shortage of health care professionals that appointment times are very short and and long time in between sometimes you don't have that relationship with your doctor and it's you know, there's no band-aid for it it's going to be a long-term process to bring this around uh, like getting uh, women uh, counselors in the VA more women counselors in the VA system to handle women's uh, sex trauma, you know, military sexual trauma that is based with, you know, on women. Uh, I mean, men, men experience, there's, there's not that many women. There's some, a lot of the women. So, like I said, there's not, there's no bandits out there. It's going to be a long process and we need to fix it right as opposed to just, you know, filling the holes uh, with putty. <laughs> Last May, um, we started Ambit's radio. You were um, second, second vice commander. Now, uh, based upon the voting, you can come in the first vice commander. Um, is, is there anybody running against you? Not at this point. So as of this point, it's a pretty, it's a good possibility that you're going to be the first vice commander. Correct. Well, one of the questions that I asked you that you gave such a, a really very profound answer was when we first met was because I asked you, 
you know, as second vice commander, what are you going to commit to do this year? And you laid out some items that you wanted to do. It's like we asked Commander Polk yesterday, did you achieve everything you wanted? He said, well, no, almost. If I had a little more time, I'd like to do this, but I couldn't. So same thing for you. Have you felt like you've, you've achieved all that you wanted to? No, I don't think I ever achieved all I, I want to. Uh, there's enough hours in the day. and uh, But I feel like, you know, just getting out there and I'm, I'll say this. I, I think, you know, the American Legion and the uh, Disabled American Veterans both had their first female commanders. And I think they made a little opportunity and that we never really heard from them. They were not in the public eye, so to speak. I mean, they were in the league, but in the public eye and, and you know, talking about women veterans or what veterans need in, in, uh, and making a stand, I think they missed a real opportunity. And uh, I mean, between being on the radio here in Youngstown, and, and um, I think I'm the, I, I know I'm not the only one veteran in town because I've met many of them. <laughs> I'm friends with many of them, but it seems like I'm the go person for, you know, whenever like we just did the thing with the uh, flag disposal. Uh, there was a cemetery. They took up all the flags after they had room in the dumpster. You know, and somebody found it. But it's a very patriotic area, Youngstown. So they, you know, they went on and we were very fortunate that a, a Eagle Scout uh, chose that as a project. It's a, a beautiful area for us to dispose of flags. And he had a special uh, fire pit, for lack of a better term, uh, with the M logo engraved on it. Uh, and the boys uh, uh, to, to dispose of the flag. And we've had several ceremonies and, and getting ready to do one with the DAR in September. And uh, and we're at that one because they've been collecting flags from all over the state. <laughs> so it could be a really long day. But, uh, you know, it's just, again, I think, I think they missed an opportunity to have these women at their forefront you know, to show the country that are two major, major, I mean, good size. I mean, they're like two biggest VSOs. For now. For now. For work on. We're catching them up. To my next question, because again, first vice, that means after Reed, Reed or at the end, after he's done, it's going to change completely, I think, for VSOs, because I can't imagine you being quiet, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> so that means then that as as future national commander, you're going to spend this year being prepared and prepped and, and to get ready for this. And we talked about it yesterday. I think I think just as veterans, because it seems like all year this is a conversation that's all about any him. I think he was preparing the way for a future where. The ratio of male to females, uh, I think just with the NAMS alone, I think the female membership will significantly increase when there is a NAMS gender that's talking about women's issues. That's So as far as first vice, as you're 
plan for this year? What are some of the things you'd like to achieve this coming year? Uh, one of my uh, focuses is going to be on renewal, is keeping people that we already have and engaging them in the post. Uh, I know the reason I ended up in credentials is because I was bored. I didn't, I didn't know, I, you know, so it, it, give them a mission. Give, give your members something to do. There's always going to be you that only want to hang at the canteen bar. But there are people that really want to come in and do something. And give them the leeway to do a project, you know. Give them. Empower them. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's the right. That's the word. them. To, to, to take on a project, you know. So I'm always, I've always told the post. Like, I got too much on my plate. If you want to do a project, you plan it. I'll fund it. I'll do it. We do it at our post all the time. I mean, we've had many members project. I'd like to see something like that. And we say, if it benefits our community, if it benefits our veterans, if it benefits our families, present me. You plan it out. We'll review it. If it sounds good, we'll go with it. Is there anything that you wanted to discuss that? Uh, you coming in here that you needed to communicate, or is there a brains that we can get? Or around, I'm around because we're gonna break some news tonight. Banquet. Oh come on, but radio. We've been good to I'll break the news because the people who are here aren't gonna have time to download your podcast until tomorrow or Sunday when they're driving home. Okay. So we, as a organization, face a really big chance. We're, we're discriminating. Against by being for being the most inclusive veteran service organization out there, um, the IRS has different tax designations. Most people know about a C3, which is baseline for our charity. Right. We do our national service foundation is C3, um, and we have uh, charities as well, which is a C3. But the veterans organization part, the, the base of our organization, AMS, is a C19, which is right. tax designation that. So in the IRS code, it says you have to be at least 90% veteran to be able to receive tax-deductible donations. We used to have that. We did a membership audit uh, several years back and found that because we're so inclusive that we dropped down to – we're actually less than 70%. So for the last few years, we have not been able to receive tax-deductible donations. If people wanted to donate, they could do so out of the good of their heart, but they weren't going to be able to receive that tax benefit. And what's really important on that is not the national level, really, but the important thing is at the grassroots level, at the public level, because they can't go to their local Piggly Wiggly and ask for a bunch of hamburgers and hot dogs to help welcome home the, the National Guard that's coming back, uh, because that company wants a tax deductible uh, sense. So we've gone to the Congress and we actually have a bill that's being dropped today. We'll change that. And uh, it, it may not be able to get through before this calendar year. And if, if that happens, we, will, we already have insurance. It'll be reintroduced next year. And we'll be able to get through next year. But this is a huge step forward to be able to um, really bring some equity among the veterans organizations. So we're very and Our members are going to be really excited when they hear about this tonight. Or if they're listening to you. Anything that you wanted to talk about or, or discuss as we... I- to take any of my time. I've already taken five minutes of miles time. So, <laughs> well, I, I want to say something while we have Jan here. I mean, Jan, I mean, with you talked about American Legion and DAV having their first national female commanders. 
one of the things I think when I hear about that is there's a huge opportunity missed. I mean, could, could they recover from that opportunity missed? Can, like, is it too late at this point for them to come out and say, listen, this is what we did to a guy? I, I, well, they're they're or, already out of office now. So. I don't think we're in the business of giving advice to the other organizations. <laughs> no, we're not. Good answer. We don't take that on. I mean, we don't miss that opportunity. I don't believe we would. Anyway, it's talking for more than five minutes. You know, <laughs> we talk way longer than five minutes. I'll give you a little sneak peek into next year's meeting. If, if Jen, if the members so choose to make Jen our first woman national commander, um, it'll just be another. Another uh, notch in the belt for this organization leading from the front is the first professional service organization to have a woman member was AMVETS. And you know, that's not something we talk about because it was 70 years ago, but it's, it's really important. It's something we should be proud of and something our membership very proud of. How many people know this? It comes to our membership. We're one of the only veteran service organizations that has military A9s as members. That I know we have a uh, we have about two, five. Yeah. I know we had five. Some way. I was gonna say we had we had um, this thing. It's who Jedi reports. Mambo. Mambo. We had Mambo. <laughs> See, I do I do keep up. <laughs> I do. No, no. One thing we should have talked about is the number of Ambets members. Now we have a little. It's it's not a real bet. It's a fake bet on how because you know we've been hearing. For 250,000 members, over 250,000 members, well, yesterday, people believe more than that, 270, 285. If, if you were to make 300 was the most? 300 was the highest. Okay. Well, how many members would you say that AMBETS has? You know, anytime we make a number or a number, we want to be able to back it. So we're going to stick with 250,000 right now. Uh, as we move into our new membership year in September, we will do internal membership audit and uh, be happy to come on the show or maybe our whoever our membership vice commander was the first <coughs> will can come on the show and give you that number. We have the first two fifty. We have two fifty. Two fifty. And well, we represent the interests of all twenty million veterans. We're the only organization that can say that. I just think there's a lot more than two hundred and fifty thousand I do. I know people pass away. I know that, you know, maybe people quit, but the fact of the matter is is we're in a complete stand situation all coverage. Um, you guys should begin to see not only within membership, you'll notice at the convention, you'll notice more people, you'll notice more service hours. You'll, I mean, there's there's so much in that. I don't know how much you've been able to get around, but we're, we're very good turnout here. Oh, it's an amazing turnout. And, and and that's something that we touched on yesterday, too, Cuddy, is the community service hours and stuff like that. And Sharon, a good point that I truly agree with, we both kind of agreed on it. And, I was, and Jan and, and Joe, I'd like to get both of your opinions, Jan, because you are. And you're going to be going, hopefully, coming into membership. What do you think is more important? Do you think it's the amount of members or the quality of service we provide to veterans? <laughs> <laughs> it, it should be both. I mean, because obviously, with the more members that we have, the more the more veterans that we can serve. So I think it's a win there. And they keep Capitol Hill. They keep back at the White House, how many members different organizations have, and that does directly equate to your local influence. But it's not always just members, it's a number of active members. And our members that we have are very active, and if you come out with us in March when we storm the hill, uh, it'll be everyone who comes out. You 
The guard when we were going through this year he goes, yeah, it's March Madness. <laughs> you know, when we when we stormed the hill, I know the Ohio River legislative guy from the VFW. I've known him for years, and we always run into each other that week on the hill. But it seems like they only have like a few people. You know, we stormed the hill with 100 people, and we hit every single office. You know, we make an effort to go to every single office, even if it's just to leave, you know, information. So uh, they know who we are. And uh, if you can get a one, one-on-one, you're, you're doing, you know, you, can, you have a, an opportunity to get your message across. So I know Doug Brown works very hard at, at getting appointments. Uh, at least for the Ohio delegation, and we do a lot of one-on-ones. So, unless there's a big vote on the floor or something, we might lose out. But I know uh, Congressman Johnson never misses an opportunity to sit down. So yeah, that's that's nationwide. The congressman very much noticed in the service organization hats start walking down their hallways. Thank you guys for taking the time out of your schedule. Before you go, we do have to get a picture with you because we're doing that now. And folks, we are going to be right back with Ambit's radio show number three. Don't go anywhere. We're going to pay some bills. And we will be back. And we have got probably two of the interviews that we had last year. And I'm definitely looking forward to uh, talking to them. So folks, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with Ambit's radio. If you're listening to Ambit's radio, you're already interested in building the organization. And we all know that the key to our continued growth is getting the Gulf War and later veterans involved. So I want to suggest that you go to communicate with them where they already are. That's right, online. Your post needs a fresh, current web page and a Facebook page to bring them there. Veterans Web Design is just who you need to help get the job done. At Veterans Web Design, their mission is to help veteran service organizations grow and prosper through the use of the Internet. To find out more, visit www.veteranswebdesign.com. The Elks were founded based on the principles of the American flag. The Elks are dedicated to our veterans and our community. We honor our veterans on Memorial Day and on Veterans Day and throughout the year. We also support the Boys and Girls Club and sponsor a Christmas shopping trip to Walmart so the kids can buy presents for themselves and for their families. Thank you very much, and may God bless America. For as long as there are veterans, they will never be forgotten. If you're interested in the Elks, please go to TennesseeElks.org for a lodge near you. Well, what, what are you going to do? Welcome back to Ambet's Radio Show number 73. And we have got two of, just rephrase again to make sure that we, see, Ambet's Radio is so relaxed and yeah. so chilled yeah. that we always want to make sure that we have fun. And, and if you go back to last year's national convention, you hear our interview. Guys, we had a laugh. I had a great, you guys were actually off talk how relaxed we were. You guys, you like, you guys always do it like this relaxing. Like, yeah, that's basically every. Well, we again, everything was so new that there was really no way to know. Right. But, folks, we have got 
Miles with us, and of course we got John with us, and Big John. These two have a podcast called America, American Podcast, and they were so welcoming and so loving and so inviting that we decided this year we were going to have you guys back on again, a to talk about what's been going on. Besides the fact that both of you are in charge of the social media and communications for AMBETS, I'm sure that there are some things on your list that you need to talk about. So I want to make sure we get those because otherwise we all day and have a really good time and then everyone else gets I thought that's exactly what we were gonna do. That's why I came here. <laughs> we do rabbit chasing. Well I, I mean the further you go down that rabbit hole the more fun you have. I mean we're drinking well, tea with a bad hat or something. We'll like, save that for, for Harry Neal for a little later on today. Okay. okay. There you go. Well thanks for carving out some time uh kinda of hop on today and, and of course we're always being on Ambit's radio and listening to it every Tuesday. So so it's been a lot of fun. I People that want to listen to my voice every Tuesday. I'm just saying. I don't even know about. I, I think you've made some enemies here, but I guess <laughs> you, you wouldn't be who That's, you are how did again. You do that? No, you got to explain that. You can't just throw that. Well, out. no, no. You got to understand. He, okay. He's the devil's advocate for Ambet's race. Being an Ambet gives him the right to say, "No, you're wrong. Here's the way it is." Mm-hmm. I can't do that. Are you still that. treading that water? Yeah. No, I can't go anywhere near that. You know what I'm Let he, go. He is timid when it comes to that. I'll jump. No, he, he, I don't care if I have some age, I've done it. Alex, do you think that when you challenge people like that, do you think that listeners can hear the green hat? I, do you I don't, think they can hear it? I think they can hear it, but here's my thing. If I don't challenge them, then I'm not getting honest. I'm just a yes, you know, trying to get a good, feel-good piece. If you don't ask them the actual questions, then you're not doing your job as a host because you're trying to get answers for questions. You can't come up with solutions unless you have both. Do you find interviews typically evasive on Lambeth's radio? Here come the rabbit hole. This is Well, no, no, no. What you got to understand, and and it's been ever since he's been a co-host here. Mm -hmm. Here's what I've noticed. Yeah. When he does that, it actually brings the realism to the conversation, and then all of a sudden, people actually start sharing their feelings, not as politically Mm -hmm. correct. That's how we got the TBI. That's how we got the uh, sexual assault. Yesterday with Greg, we opened up a conversation in regard to reporting. That the only, if you go back, the only reason why the conversation even opened up yeah. was the mouth over here. Nice. He said something that, and all of a sudden, all the guys know, doing their job. audience here who people don't realize, and, and folks, just so you know, MS Radio, when we do a live show, anybody can contribute. So we have some chairs set up, and yesterday, Terry got up. And walked over and sat down and started to talk. And I mean, that's, that's what it's all about now. So, John, well, I'm waiting to hear what you say. <laughs> I'm thinking about radio listeners. I'm not actually booked today. Um, Miles is booked for the show. And I was like, oh, it's cool. Miles is doing the show. And I'm just piggybacking. Um, and because I wanted to be now. On anyway. now but, into but, but hold on, though. I'm my way into it. I'm more like weasel. It was more weasel. You, you have to understand what I do. What not a lot of people know, I was given who my guests were. That's the first time that has ever happened. Do you know how much a wonderful thing that is? You're Howard Stern, basically. Yeah, yeah I did guess. Did that. Uh, that? That came from the top. Well, aren't these guys the top when it comes I think Anita made that for you. I didn't. I didn't last year, I helped with kind of like arranging things. This year, it looks like he was all on autopilot. That's amazing. Commander Polk said to me, I'll make sure you have all the guests you need. And then he delivered. And all of a sudden, next thing I know, I get an email from Anita with two pages of guests. I said, where are we going to fit all these in? And 
here we are. Well, you know what that means. It means we're going over it. Yeah. Well, a couple of the new things that we have going on at headquarters is we have a biweekly newsletter that's going out that's, uh, just giving Amvets all the information they could want. Uh, they can email me at migs at amvets.org to ask to be uh, put on the list as we kind of finalize a way for them to be able to uh, enter themselves. Uh, it, we've also got the podcast, the, the AVP, as I like to call it, which will be sharing a lot of that same information, but if they want to hear it, and do something else at the same time, they can do that as well. We're really trying to oversaturate how much info we give back to AMVETS and how transparent we are. Uh, we, we feel it's always better to kind of oversaturate than undersaturate. We want to make sure that you're hearing from us. Well, I'm going to be honest, you kind of have to be transparent. We're a nonprofit. Right. <laughs> well, no, no, but just because you're a nonprofit doesn't mean you're transparent. You, I mean, there's laws. No, but the there's law, law, but there's financial disclosure. Yeah, laws. but, but, yeah. But but there's also a very politically correct mess that goes over a lot. Yeah. It's not only just giving you why Amvets National is doing or what Amvets National is doing, but why we're doing it as well. There's the reason behind it, so that you feel as included in this organization as you are. Yeah. I mean, here's my thing though. I don't know. Okay, so why do you can do this? Miles, I kind of broke a sweat. <laughs> Was, it was intense. Like, my calves are hurting just watching him move around. It's just the Florida weather. He, yeah. he's, he's agile, though. It's cat-like. Very graceful. <laughs> I, I have seen less graceful movements, you know, from figure skaters. It was it was magnificent. I don't know how he does it in the skinny jeans. I know, right? I yeah. I, was, I did. They're the flex skinny jeans. Okay, they give them for a little bit. But see, but see, he's making it they're tight. They make them out of flexing materials. Yeah, so they're, like, they're, they're uh, spandex. Not, yeah, uh, yeah we, it, sure. in principle, yeah. In principle, uh, he's really the only one who I know on his Facebook page that can get away with that. I mean, really. Because let's just say it. I mean, Is we're on the radio. Right let's just say it. Miles is a looking guy. I mean, he's got a six pack and everything, man. He shows it all. I mean, I know. Please, guys. It's all about angles. I'll teach you about the angles. You know, here's my thing, though. Here. Here's my thing. I believe you can agree with me on this. Um, who, who's the good friend? The guy who brings a pack to a party or a guy who brings a keg? I mean, I'm just saying. You gotta imagine the six pack is for your keg is community. Yeah. Exactly. I, I do this for others. <laughs> oh, I got it. Yeah. I, I, I broke out this this for others. See, I uh, try to maintain my physique so I can. Keep being mistaken for Joe in the hall at conventions. Does that happen a lot? All the time, at least once a day. <laughs> and you know, it's cool for me too because well, you're Joe and I have kind of look, right? And then, mm-hmm. and then, uh, but it's, it's totally fine for me. But I think it's more awkward for other people when they realize because I have to tell them because Joe's the executive director, right? Business with the ED, right? I'm happy to say. Or not, but you like I can't leave people thinking that they just liaise with the ED because it's not me, right? So I have to tell them. Do you have anything real quick? Uh, just new updates or anything? For yeah. You? Um. So just got the phone with Sports Illustrated, Ooh. and I will I will not be in the suited uh, Yeah. You know something I think. Yeah. What about GQ? No, no, not really my style. No, that's Miles. <laughs> okay. <laughs> No nope. so, disappointment. You know, I send photos every year. Well, we'll just do the classic. I didn't want to be in a swimsuit edition. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, what, what is 
but you weren't going to get content on today's version of Ambest Radio. <laughs> What's new, new? Listen, I can't see but two feet in my face this week. Allergies? No. Like, just when it comes to uh, beating back the closest alligator to the boat, when I come to convention, I got a lot of alligators around the boat, and they're all pretty dang close. So right now, I mean, I'm thinking about, shucks, do I have everything ready for the banquet this evening? Is the script good to go? Is the PowerPoint presentation good to go? Is the AV in the room all good to go? And I can't really think much past that, right? So my whole culminates in this, and then it's very, very frantic. We've been working a lot with uh, the Hill program. We're kind of building that up, too. So anyone that has gotten all the information for the Hill program, you can find it at slash vet dash heel. So. I, I have to ask this. Yeah. I have to ask this because I've always been curious. Yeah. Your communications director, yeah. Miles, you're the social media specialist slash editor. How much hate mail does Anthony Thank you for bringing it? this up. Only like a handful. Why? Yeah. Yeah. Hateful? Okay. <laughs> like, um, you know, some people don't like emails. Hate- Emails that don't look, if the e- emails look like spam or advertising or whatever, you know, click off. So we send out a newsletter. We try our best to make sure that it looks like something that is informative and presentable and, and appealing to the people. But it's got advertisements in it too because, you know, we have to, you know, ourselves it's, somehow. It, it's not just that, but also the opportunity to partner with different organizations. Allows us to give services to our members. It's like win-win, yeah. right? Yeah. Then we're definitely going to do it, but some people just do not want you showing up in their inbox at all. So they will hit us back with, "Hey, go plant yourself right, right now." The artful ones are my favorite. Ooh, the creative ones. Like, the creative ones, like somebody spent some time on that hateful. Like they, they, they thought it let it stew overnight. Ah, oh, yeah. Some of them, it seems like they did. The um. <laughs> Sending me these effing emails, that's one thing. All right? Well, when someone cracks their knuckles and writes an entire paragraph about how upset they are, you just got to sit back a little bit and just read that twice. You know? People also have to realize that. And then you just get their emails. Those ads that we get, you know, say right now, if you switch lines 50% off, I think, uh, you have to read the full newsletter. So make sure when you get those newsletters, kind of really see what the ad is in there. There's a USAA one. USA is always great with uh, military family and, and veterans and as far as benefits and things that they can save on them too. So it's not really just advertisement that we have to spew out. It's, it's advertisement that we want. To and that it can defend. Yeah, it's exactly. Totally. So we wouldn't be putting it in there unless it was had to do with a partnership that offered benefits to our members. But we, I'm waiting for some podcast hate mail. I don't think we've gotten any yet. It's good. We don't have, have enough. Any I was just going to no. ask you. No, I what can we do right now to generate some? I don't while really, these mics no, are hot. No, listen, listen. At, at the Tennessee State Convention, yeah. when I first had to present Ambet's radio, and after I got done with the whole dog and pony show, mm-hmm. I, I I said, how many times do you get an opportunity to rip your clothes below 60? And I took my jacket off, and I took my shirt off, and I had a Trump 2020 shirt. Yeah, that's going to get hate mail. Four. Out of the 200 got upset. Now, I mean, I understand. If you're not a fan, fine. So, but we have not, Ambus Radio has not gotten any hate mail or anyone rude to us yet. I'm keeping politics out of it is probably the best way to go. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, that 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 we have that. Yes. Um, that's. Uh, I, it's sometimes hard though because sometimes we've gotten, you're talking about an issue is that piggybacks or takes you into it. And yeah. that's that's one thing that we did. Yes, I think we got the hate mail was there were some people that were offended by our motorcycle trauma show because it was a topic that was. Wait, wait, wait. A sexual trauma show, right? No, we were advocating, and of course it was against. I mean, when you say, hey, people didn't like our military sexual trauma show, I'm like, well, we should be a little bit more clear about what exactly this thing was. was it a I thought you listened to it. Okay. I thought you listened to our show. Didn't you just come on and say you listened to our show? I do, but I, I listen to it. it, it it's, it's tough, and it's kind of uncomfortable to sit through, but, you know, again, it's, it's, it's a conversation. No, 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 he's I agree with him. Yeah. I mean, I can imagine I being I didn't like, even know it existed, first of all. So when it first opened up in a whole different conversation, yeah. and all of a sudden I said, that exists? And she goes, uh, yeah, for men and women. I said, are you kidding me? And all of a sudden we started talking about it, and, and then it turned into two years after that that I didn't even know was an issue. So, yeah. again. That one was, uh, were you saying like that? That was the, the closest a lot of people offended on how uh, disturbing some of the stories People were, were open about, I mean, there wasn't any, no one gave any disgusting details right. and, and were disrespectful. It right. was just, there are people that go through trauma and all of a sudden they're hearing on the radio to talk about the, what they went through. Mm-hmm. One lady did email me and said, I have not talked about a situation that's happened. I've ignored it, mm-hmm. but uh, starting right now, I'm not going to be quiet about it anymore. I'm going to go and I'm going to talk that's right. It was a force. Good. Right. That was wonderful. That well, for her, it was it set her free. If we could change one life with some of these topics, that's if we can inspire the change within people to do something about it, that's all we want. Not just that's talking so about it. I mean, Anvets is working with several that, right? Congress no, members right now to amend uh, the military justice. Uh, what is it? Courts, military. Oh, veterans, veterans court. Veterans court. Yeah. No, not veterans courts. For for this, we're, we're working on an amendment. Oh. Uh, we're on the Military Justice Improvement it, Act, which takes yeah. the oh, yeah. which takes the power out of the chain of command and puts it in place of the advocate on post, the, the head uniform prosecutor. Military justice just code. the uniform military justice. Yes, code. Yes. Just sexual assault. Is yes. yes. And we also there where it actually registers them nationwide as sex offenders once being convicted in the military. Because yeah, that's actually an issue. Like if you would have listened to our show. A lot of these people leave the military with that registration as as sexual offenders. They will commit like sexual assault and rape in the military, and they'll leave without sexual offender registry nationwide. <laughs> oh yeah, that oh it's scary, right? right? Like, really? How can, can you hear my face? Like I forget it's radio. Well, we got Facebook Live, but so people are okay. seeing it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, anything? Else? Let me add one thing to that about controversy. You, of course, remember when we did Police Down earlier this year? Oh, yeah. Craziest thing about that was not the number of people who sent us, like, hate mail for, the like, all mail. the wrong reasons, right? Like, they're, they misunderstood what we were about, but they hated it because they thought it was one thing and it was another. Yeah, the creepiest thing was when people would send us emails supporting us for abhorrent reasons. Like, like okay, yeah. Harry's from Tennessee, abhorrent. Before, like, well, they would they would the run people, our way. There were Wait people that said, I live in Tennessee. I grew up in Los Angeles, and I spent 13 years in Chicago. Are you trying to say that people from Tennessee don't understand big words? I'm sorry. The word Tennessee 
is longer than most big <laughs> city names. So I thought, thought we were trying to get hate mail. Redundant. I know. I thought we were trying to get hate mail. No, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. What, were you, what were you saying, Mom? You, you were saying something just a second ago. No? I, I said... Uh, what was talking about people riding our waves. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they so said, yeah, we support you. Uh, here, here's this. Can yeah, people were story? saying the most detestable thing. Like, how like, egregious did it get? Like, what was the most egregious one you got? Oh, gosh. I can't remember any specific wording. Any on Twitter. It's probably on Twitter. It's probably yeah. on Twitter. Twitter is a set. <laughs> and uh, but it was it was something like um, somebody projected their own racism onto our cause and thought we were anti Kaepernick because Kaepernick was a minority, right? So they're like, <laughs> Yeah, it's great to finally see someone standing up for you know. And that, it was misunderstood. It was totally misunderstood. So we got some. Mail during that that I think was probably the most notable. We got hate mail, but it wasn't the hate hate mail wasn't nearly as disturbing as some of the very very nationalist support that we were getting. I hate to cut the interview short, but I have to, guys. Thank you so much for taking the time, Uh, Miles. You have been such a blessing to Ambus Radio. Thank you for. Miles done has a lot to offer you. You've got to get back to him when I'm not here to distract you. No, no, no. no. Well, well there's, actually, there's, there's no doubt. Well, Perry, actually, I have an idea. So at 3.45, I have to leave for about half an hour to go to the Career Center team meeting. Okay. I know we're going to carry you a little while. Miles, if it's okay with Perry, I'd like to inter- invite you to take my seat as co-host during that time frame. Are you available? The excuse to fill what I think I can do. Oh, yeah. well, no, are you, you'll bring such a breath of fresh air to this show. No, did I say that out loud? Are you going to replace me? Jeez. <laughs> did you mean to say that when I first joined the show, that's a breath of fresh air? All right. Mm-hmm. Another breath of I mean, you can't take two breaths. You're right. You're right. You can't. Can I have a spot on the podcast? Yeah. Change it up. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> All right, folks, don't go where we're going to be right yeah. back with Ambus Radio Show number 73. In the meantime, we're going to go ahead and pay some bills and enjoy this wonderful snippet about our wonderful American flag. Ladies and gentlemen, I am the flag of the United States of America. My name is Old Glory. Look up and see me. I was born on June 14, 1777, with just 13 stars and stripes representing our first 13 colonies. I stand for truth, honor, and freedom. I help remind Americans of our history and our sacrifice. I have led our troops in every war. Gettysburg, the trenches of France, and the beaches of Normandy, Korea, Vietnam, Iraq, Afghanistan, and scores of distant lands long forgotten. I remember because I was there. During World War II, I was raised over Mount Suribachi by five Marines and a Navy corpsman on February 23, 1945. Three of the six men who raised me that day, Sousley, Block, and Strank, paid the ultimate sacrifice during the Battle of Iwo Jima. More than a decade later, I was in space with astronaut Neil Armstrong when he was the first human to walk on the moon July 20th, 1969. Over 500 million people watching us on TV heard him say, That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. 
As a silent witness to all of America's worst and finest hours, I enjoy nothing more than to wave in a deep blue peacetime sky. But my finest hour comes when I fly at half-mast to honor our heroes. My most difficult days are when I lie in the trembling arms of a grieving mother at the graveside of a fallen son or daughter. I remain a beacon for freedom. People travel from every corner of the world for a chance at a better life here in the United States. I have been burned, torn, and trampled on streets of countries we help set free. I was raised again on September 11, 2001 at Ground Zero after the attack on New York City. I am here tonight with you and our brave men and women in combat at this very moment. Be proud of who you are and who we are together. Honor our heroes as I have honored you. My name is Old Glory. Old Glory is brought to you by the U.S. Military All-Stars. For more information about Old Glory, please go to usmilitaryallstars.com. All right, folks, welcome back to Ambit's Radio Show number 73. I'm going to call this section the ladies section because we have three wonderful ladies here who work extremely hard on a lot of pretty important things that we've been talking about yesterday. I saw your video on Facebook, and I shared it on Ambit's Radio because, again, anytime anybody does anything to talk about Ambit's, my job has always been to to share it, to push it, to right. make sure that it gets out. Because if we don't toot our horn, we're never going to grow to be the organization that I know AMBETS can be. Yes, we have got the National Career Center Manager, Sierra Robinson, the National Programs Director, Carla Latham, and our National Chief Development Officer, Christine Kirkley, who I offended earlier because I did tell her that we had one of the funnest shows we did. We did. <laughs> but as you can see, the total disorder that takes place these two, it, it's, it, it, it is kind of nice to get away from normal conversation and just not talk about the important things, which, I mean, we did talk about one little important thing. But anyway, let's go ahead and proceed forward. How's your center situation going? I know you've got – there's a lot of new changes and things going on. Yeah, certainly. So we are um, obviously, you know, opening up new uh, career centers. And as a matter of fact, I'm excited about um, you joining us. Uh, at 345 for our career center training. Um, but as you know, um, this is obviously an issue that a lot of our veterans are having is they're unemployed. So we're making connections, strengthening our partnerships with all of these employers so that we can get them closer to these open opportunities. And if, you're, uh, if you may, I mean, I, we saw the post come out a couple of days ago about the career center trainings that will be eligible for some of these veterans coming through the, uh, the educational opportunities and training opportunities for these students to come through our career center. Could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. So, actually, Cole, Call of Duty Endowment gives us $375,000 to um, help place our veterans, place 500 veterans a year. But what we've learned is that a lot of our vet- veterans um, are getting hired at a lot of these, um, these opportunities. They're getting um, closer to these open opportunities, but many of them are still, again, underemployed. So, with that said, we kind of, like, open up this opportunity so that we can provide licensing and certifications to our veterans. So a lot of the career centers that we are opening, we're giving them this opportunity that any vet that comes through the door, if they need the certification, they'll pay for it. And a lot of people don't understand or know that. 
when it comes to those who you guys have placed, have you been getting testimonials back and things? Cause, and and I, I, I do wanted to invite you so again in the future time to bring some of them on to talk yeah. about their experiences. What were some of those yeah, things? Yes, certainly. So within the past three years, um, we have seen the salary increase. Um, so where we were at about like $35,000 a year, which was average for a lot of our vets, it has increased as of this year um, to 52000 um, so that's, that's great. Substantial. Yes, certainly. That's the, that's the difference between, you know, just breaking even for the entire year and eating ramen right. and, you know, living comfortably without worry. Right, absolutely. Yeah, and so um, a lot of that, too, um, to go with that, add on to that, is that we've partnered with a lot of these um, institutions to try to get them to these coastal opportunities, like New Horizons. We've kind of um, made a partnership so where a veteran will – normally have to pay $7,000, we kind of worked out a deal so that they're paying something less so that we can um, get them through this program. What are some of the biggest misconceptions that people have about the program? In terms of the curriculum itself? or Yeah, just all the way across the board. Because, you know, people have, yeah. it, it, I'll tell you just on people's opinion of radio, people who don't even listen to the show will criticize it. Right. How can you criticize something you never listened to? Right. So I'm sure there's people saying, oh, the career center, da, 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 da. how do you, what's. Yeah, so, uh, you know, a lot of that um, kind of, they get signed up to a lot of these uh, programs, and a lot of them are saying that, well, nobody's going to call me back, or no one is going to help me, or they uh, we're kind of equivalent to someone else. But what they realize is once they actually come to our program is that we have career coaches that are following up with our vets. So we aren't just um, getting connected to these employers so that they could say, hey, you know, we have veterans in our system that if you're interested in hiring them, they're here. We're saying, listen, we won't even provide them or put you in front of our veterans unless we know that you have an opportunity, unless you know uh, we you leave your contact information with us. So, no, you cannot um, upload your job boards unless we have a point of contact so that we can get our veterans to you. Something reliable. Yeah. And I think that's a lot of things that's going on with veterans. They drop the ball with these organizations. And one thing that I've noticed with several of the career centers You'll see a career center with inside another organization, yes, which absolutely. doesn't help. Like I've seen inside operations stand down. I've mm-hmm. seen inside, you know, USO buildings. Yeah. And that's the thing is, some of these vets don't know about AMVETS. So what they'll do is they'll Google, you know, AMVETS Career Center, and they'll come to a USO building. And they're like, I wanted to go to AMVETS Career Center. Maybe they're not here anymore. Maybe it's the USO mm-hmm. now. Or they'll Google. And they'll take them to an operation stand down. And it's like, well, it's operation stand down. Maybe it's not here anymore. And I mean, how can you really, and this is just a question in general, how can you really stand on your own as an organization when you're standing underneath another? Does that make sense? How can you differentiate yourself and your services when you're inside another organization? Right. I'm going to take that one. Um, this is Carla. Anyway. The one thing I can say that um, Sierra has done, as well as their coaches, is getting a brand. Um, we have a brand with the Call of Duty Endowment. And because of it, they're able to get the word out of who they are, and being recognized as their own entity, apart from AMVETS, but separate from AMVETS. Yeah, and I, and I also, um, and I want to away from those um, other companies because I, I'm a big fan of partnership and collaboration. Um, and so I know when uh, our posts are, um, you know, starting these career centers, a lot of them 
them um, may not have all the resources, it has been a big help with um, some of the companies such as Goodwill because a lot of our vets, um, they do come to us. Some do come to us are homeless, and so they have those opportunities like Goodwill that would get them housed and then get them to the job. And then now they have another resource, which is us, where now they can get licensed and certified um, in whatever it is they're going into, and now they get these higher pay. And it's not like um, Sierra was saying, it's not just about getting a job. We it's help them in other, yeah. that, and, and it's helping them with other resources. We have a veteran that calls that says they're homeless. We reach out to other organizations, and even with their AMVETs, where if they're in Tennessee, we reach out to the Department of Tennessee to see if they have any resources or know of any in that area where they can help that individual veteran. So we, we help them out as much as we can. It's not just helping them with the job, looking for the resume, but helping them in other areas as well. And I'm going to touch on this again because that's my passion, Perry. You know this. Everybody who wins knows that homeless veterans are my passion. Tennessee is still tied fourth in the U.S. for having the largest homeless veteran population. Still tied. So we're doing a lot of work there, but if you're listening, you're in Tennessee, definitely pick up the phone, talk to a congressman, talk to your local organization, see what you can do to help change that, because no veteran should be sleeping on on the streets. No veteran has to panhandle for food. So a veteran is not a and they need to get in contact with you. In order for you to help them change that, what's the best way for them to do that? They can connect with me um, by email at cwisnetanvets.org or call me personally at 301-395-7529. One more time, just in case someone had to go run the pencil. Sure. 301-395-7529 is my cell phone. My email address is crobinson at anvets.org. And that's a bold move, putting your cell phone number over the radio. That's it. Bold. What about the, um, is there a, where can they get more information about the program itself? You can actually go to um, anvets.org and they can kind of go to, if they're seeking employment, they go right to the employment section. And from there, they can kind of um, contact with any career coach. Um, but they will be assigned personal career coach if they contact me. Now, Christine. Yes, Terry. I have waited. <laughs> On the edge of your seat. Your I, or not necessarily because, the edge of mine. because there's there's something that I've been wanting to ask you that I think your answer will, will help people understand kind of on the back end the way that works because mm-hmm. for a very specific task and it's a task that I know first of all that with the NFL thing that wasn't part of the plan originally that was kind of an add-on but as 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 the I. It's that brand officer, but as the development because title, but to, to be responsible for a brand is extremely it's stressful because you have to rely on all the other forms of communication that take place, right. and to make sure that the because you know you you want to help you've been hired to help deliver a message, right? But you have all this other messaging going on. How do you balance that? Especially, I mean, AMS Radio was part of it, right. so. And everything we say and do, everything, Everything. facts, what we do, and it's been been a challenge because again we don't we don't have programs set months in advance. Whatever whatever the Lord brings is what is what we do we we deliver on. How how do you find not losing 
mind through all of this. Well, I've only been here since April, so give me time. I might lose it. No, <laughs> no, but that's a long time. I love it, it. Is, it is a long time, but and there is so much to be done. There has been, um, there have there have been some silence, and uh, cross communication has not necessarily been our strong suit. Um, that's changed since April when I started, and it's really important in in my eyes. It's really important to make sure that there is the same messaging. But the bottom line is the brand and the mission. Now, the way that you put that out there as a career center might look different than the way we put it out there for membership. But at the end of the day, the, the, the foundation is about supporting veterans, and everybody has a passion to do that. And if someone says something that is off mark, then we just have a conversation and, okay, how, how can we make sure that that doesn't happen again? That's actually what Sean's going to ask, Barry. I mean, we're not, we're not sponsored at this point by nationals. We don't receive funding from them. But we have to be cognizant that we are a brand of AMBETS. And, Christine, I wanted to ask, what is your opinion of AMBETS Radio and representing that brand and what we've done with our conversations? Except you earlier. <laughs> that was one thing. And as it was going on, I couldn't stop and change nothing. It was going. And I'm like, not aware who is sitting in the room right now. Right. Our brand officer is right over there, and we're completely not talking about AMBETS. Hello? <laughs> but that you have the freedom on Amps Radio to talk about whatever it is that you want to talk about. It might not be important to to be the uh, one person, but I can absolutely guarantee you there are people who think that is a crazy bunch of there. So, right. well, so to, to answer your question, Alex, I think you are using our brand. You are you are a post member. You are an advocate for the organization. Both of you are. So I know that. You are wearing the hat, literally wearing the hat, and yes, you might go off off target a little bit, but you always come back, and you always keep the brand in the forefront of your mind. And so for that, we're, we're grateful. Well, you've shared your we, – we had a wonderful conversation last time about future of AMBATS yes. radio, and it's and we even tried to to get the commander to release some information, and he said, "I will be keeping you." Uh, what did he say? He said, "He said uh, abreast." No, but but he said it in such a way that it was totally a commander Polk thing. He said mm-hmm. he said something to the fact of or information or something like that. He, he says, "When the information is available, I will make sure and let you know." Right. And I'm like, "Err," right. because well, it's hard, you know. Well, it is hard, and we are. 74 years into this, but we're also almost a year into this. There are major changes happening within the organization. It started with the police stand, then we bring the HEAL team on board, uh, the HEAL program. Um, we, we start looking at our messaging. Military we, improvement jobs. Right, and all the legislation that, that we're involved in. And I've said this till I'm blue in the face, and I'll continue saying if you look at us, um, six months from now, look at us at the end of the year. Look at next year when you're here for the convention, we are going to be a very different organization. We are now in the forefront of of the VSOs. When it comes to healthcare, nobody can touch us in the VSO space. We we are hitting on all fronts, on all cylinders. And it's really important that the the corporate community knows that. No. It's really important. 
sorry, I just. Oh, sorry. Go no, no, no. Well, hold on. on my my face. No, no. <laughs> Protect that brand. Listen, I'm glad you're singing in the middle because we, we that could have. But I gotta get my face. No, no, no. But but again, <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no. Ultimately, when we talked on the phone, this is yes. a white canvas. We don't do this for ourselves. Right. We want input. We want people to say, can you go this direction? Can you do this? It's one of the things we want to do in the future. I would love to get a phone call that says, we have an idea. Okay. What is it? Because if, if it's relating to the veterans need, mm-hmm. I'm all for it. I mean, we could take the show. I mean, what a lot of people don't know is we run a show once a week. We could do five days a week. We have content. Right. If I've got to go chase everybody down, that ain't happening. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, to have all, all the guests come to me like this, here, here's your feet. Mm-hmm. Wow. Right. Talk about a blessing. Right. Talk about not having to spend six hours before this convention that I didn't have to spend to try and coordinate. The fact that, that National reached out through Sabrina and Anita was a huge weight off my shoulders because I didn't know what I was going to do because you guys have meetings and important things that take place. And then how do we squeeze in two hours each day? Where do we put it that's not going to mess with your schedule and your schedule Why you come to the convention? But you know what, Perry? If we don't, if we don't make room for this, then we don't have a job. We have to be the advocates for ourselves. We are advocates for our all of the veteran community, but we have to be first and foremost an advocate for AMBET. And so we need to make the time to have these conversations. We, Carla and I were talking earlier about I'm looking to start a, a monthly call with the folks talking about fundraising and, and how can I help you within your community? Not only funds to support what you're doing, but also talk about what we're doing as an organization. You, I need to make the time for that. I'll make it whenever. If it's at 8 o'clock at night, I'll make it at 8 o'clock at night. We have time to put our message out there because if we don't do it, no one else is going to do it for us. Well, I, I actually want to talk about that. There's two two topics there that I really... <laughs> so me and Sherman talked yesterday about this. I actually had a veteran from Fort Campbell that I'm good friends with talk to me. He wears consistently grunt-style shirts. It's like the only shirt he owns. I'm sorry, what? Style, like Grandra, stuff like that. Okay. Those are consistently the only shirts he ever wears. It's not for me, but, you know, it's each their own. It's a very popular space within the veteran community. And I was talking to Sherman yesterday because he asked me, he was like, why doesn't AMVETS capitalize on that and put Please Stand on one of those shirts and partner with organizations like this to further the brand, maybe possibly just partner with them, get a little bit of, you know, 10% of every shirt goes to helping AMVETS and veteran service organizations. And why don't we capitalize on that? And Sherman talked, I talked to Sherman, and I don't want to let him watch out of the bag because I think it was an off-the-record conversation. Mm-hmm. But Ambitz wasn't really for it when he tried presenting it. Like, it was a year or a couple years ago. And I can't see why we wouldn't be for something along those lines. As a, as a person who is in charge of development in the brand, what is your thoughts on something like that? I think if it's the right company, then, then the conversation can be had. If, we don't want to dilute our brand with another brand. with another brand. I mean, we we are a force to be reckoned with, and the Ambet's brand is a very strong brand. And we don't want to just push it off onto anybody who's not going to take it and respect, and, it. And respect it. Exactly. So if 
an opportunity, certainly we will entertain them. And but what I what I don't want to do is nickel and dime people to death. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if we're put our brand down and let's hit the ground running and let's hit it hard. Um, but if if that's something that we have opportunity, give me the name and number and I'll see what I can do to make it happen. Well, I guess me, you, and everyone want to talk and we can try and make this happen. And the other thing is something that you're wearing that was a booth at our convention today. Now, it's a little bracelet and we're going Facebook Live right there, so if you could show it up for them. So, the National Pearl Harbor Memorial Museum. Oh, that's a good look, I'm sure. Is it, was it the yeah. National Harbor <laughs> Memorial Museum? It was, yes. And so, Pacific Parks. Pacific it's Parks Pacific Memorial Park. Museum. Mm-hmm. And one thing that they're doing currently is they're helping restoring some of the national monuments and parks in the Pearl Harbor area, such as the USS Arizona Memorial, mm-hmm. a lot of the Pearl Harbor Memorials. And what you're wearing right now is a fundraiser they're doing to help rebuild one of the parks that they are doing. Do you mm-hmm. remember much about that, if you could speak on it? Or is it something you contributed to? And- I I just I like the bracelet, so I contributed <laughs> to it. And it is part of something that, um, as an organization, we are passionate about. Yes. So, uh, about anything that has to do with the military community, the veteran community. Um, but I think that it, it is not to be disrespectful anymore. Um, we have a number of our own programs that, that we really need to support. We, we need to talk about and push out. And I've talked to Keith Haley, who is our, um, he manages our thrift stores. And so he, he's not offended when I say this, but we're more than a thrift store. <laughs> and so when I, organization and I was all excited telling everybody it's who I'm gonna work for, yay. He said, Oh yeah, I donate to you. You do? That's fabulous. Yeah, I take my bag and I put it out and, and leave it for the truck to come by and pick up my, my stuff. No, no, no. We are more than a thrift store. Mm-hmm. We are program. We are Americanism. We are are the, the NSO, the National Service Officer Program. We are more than a thrift store. And, and that's the message when I talk about brand. That's the message that needs to get out, that we are more than that. We are the sons. We are the ladies of three. We are, we are all of that and more. We are touching every piece of the veteran community in some way, shape, or form. And, um, and people need to know that. People need to be a part of it in some way, shape, or form. That Perry is, guess who's going to be on the show a little later? Who? Oh. After four. Oh. The wonderful ladies that were here from the Pacific Parks Good. Memorial Museum to talk about the great that they're doing in the Pearl Harbor area. Yes, aloha to them. They yes. are lovely women. And they're they, amazing. They can tell you much more of what they're doing than but I But I wanted to point out that you were wearing it and you were supporting such a great cause. Yes, thank you. But poor Carla has not really had much to say here. I love Carla, by the way. We, she has by, by the way, report. time-wise, we're all right because we're, I'm, we're supposed to have Marvell. She's probably caught up in a meeting, So, and I'm still waiting for Kelly McFarlane and Laura, and they're supposed to be here, but they're not here yet, so we're good. Yay. And I, I love Carla. She has to put up with my reports and me hounding her about, hey, what can we improve on our programs? Right, but then I throw it right back at you. <laughs> now, you probably didn't hear yesterday's show because mm. we're here. But let me just bring something up because I want to start a conversation that's okay. really important on reporting. 
Okay. We had an AMBED member yesterday publicly announce that he doesn't do reporting because he doesn't like computers. Well, we have a – do we have something for him? Thank you. Yes. They, if they don't have a computer, we if they can get someone – and I can even mail it to them a, – a paper report. computer. I have a paper report I can send to them, and they can make copies of it, and they can do the reports. How many hours a week did, did he say yes? 40 hours a week that he was on the table. 40 hours a week. On the table. No mileage, no expenses, nothing. He just doesn't do it. 40 and, hours and you have a to week. Think you, and with, that's important. Per hour, you think there's probably 20 miles per hour. Yeah. So. I mean, I'd be happy to put it in. I have Lindsay, my assistant. She's awesome. One of the two of us will put it in the system. I have no problem. But the issue is, and, and this is one of Greg's first things he wants to work on, is he wants to get the reporting to be better. And so that's what's like the conversation. And I we need to have this conversation mm -hmm. on a show because there are a lot of people out there that are not reporting what they're doing. Well, and one of the things that I've um, been working very closely with our program's administrator, the person behind the scenes that originally created it years ago, um, Sierra, because we also do the career center reporting so we can track the veterans placed and who we're working with and get our, our numbers for that. But backing up to the program, I've been sitting back looking at it to see, for example, um, there's a lot when a lot of the department commanders or the um, get the reports, there are a lot of the parts that are inactive going up. So we are working with Evan, and we should have this complete in the next couple months, where um, behind the scenes, Lindsay and myself will be able to remove those and post. That's one thing we're doing. Right now, when the nurse and the SAS the reports, it doesn't give them a category of where they can, um, they are a category and shouldn't be. They should be able to log, you know, to do the reports like the AMVETs do. If they do an Americanism program, they can do, they can put in there that they've done the Americanism program and they can still be separate to run their own reports, but we can still run them all together. So we're working slowly, and any suggestions that anyone has, please bring it to the forefront because wow. I'm working the scenes. I mean, that's how I, I learned about the inactive um, post. You know, someone came to me and said, every time I'm on the report, I said, well, let me look into it and see what we can do. So uh, that's what I try to do. I mean, I, I don't have a problem with that. And I, I encourage any of my members to reach out to um, Lindsay or myself because um, anything, questions that they have, you know, we're happy to answer them. Email us or, or call us. I mean, it's, that's what we're there for. Just to jump in and say something quickly about that, the fact that someone is not reporting ultimately impacts the money that we could bring in to support the program. Because if I'm going out and I'm talking to the company ABC about why they should get involved with AMBETS and all the great work we do, they want numbers. I mean, they're going to do this out of the kindness of their heart. Yes, but because they support veterans, but they also, they're a company. They, they need to get need something done. Right, so we need to be able to report and say, here, here are the people that you can reach state or gender or um, age, whatever they can be, because, but we need to have numbers. So because some of them may be more passionate about homeless veterans, some of them may be more passionate about homeless veterans, right. and they want to see what percentage of that community service is towards that group. But 
the minority in that community service program, why would they, if that's their passion, right. why would they contribute if that's their minority? And you don't know. Like, that reporting, he could be doing solely something we're lacking at nationals. Yeah. And segueing on what Christine said, you know, a lot of it is, again, when um, you're a post and someone's interested in, in becoming a member, well, what do you do? What do you all do? Oh, and, and, and they're not writing it down. And it's a history because it also gives future um, leaders within that um, post information on what was done prior. So that when, and again, that report, if they're having to go before the legislators, hey, this is what we do in our community to help our veterans. This is what we do in our community to help our community. Where there have been hurricanes. How I was amazed at how the, the departments, um, Texas, Florida, I know there were numerous others that Tennessee. stepped up, exactly, Tennessee, that stepped up to help our, our veterans. And that's important because that is a community service and that's helping our veterans. And I mean, it's just, you know, it's, I could, I'm so passionate about it and I lose my train of thought sometimes. But, um, you know, one of the things also that I started um, last year. Is, is trying to um, move forward with bringing women to the women veterans to the forefront because we have women veterans in leadership. We have vet, women veterans throughout our organization, and some of them have some stellar ideas. And again, I'm a woman veteran, so I take that personally. I want to see more services and help out there for women veterans. And the fact that you had military sexual trauma, that's amazing because that is, is one of the issues that I have seen come up time and time again that is definitely important we understand and be sensitive to be able to find the help for women and men. As, as, as you already know, in two years, you won't even recognize them because the female aspect that's going to come into this organization and impact. Mm-hmm. I get that. Mm-hmm. I totally get that. Yeah. I cannot wait for the day that the term the girl boys yeah. is over. Because and and I mean you have this in any organization, in any company you have a click. Even female clicks exist. Oh yeah they do. I mean don't ever say anything bad about ladies auxiliary. If you do look out man, you get it. You know what I mean? <laughs> because you are tough and that, and and that's fine. Um there were one and I didn't know I was going to have you all three at the same time so this really worked out perfectly. Um yesterday the reason why I couldn't run PSAs was I didn't have enough to run. That's a problem. Why don't I have something about the career center? Why don't I have something? Like a downloaded I have, one. I have the downloaded ones that are on the website. One has to do with the CD-DVD program. That's gone for years. Oh, I can give you lots of things. Okay. You will have one by next Tuesday. You know my email address. <laughs> yes. The most frustrating part that I've had this last year is getting AMBETS to talk about themselves. It's like you have a post. You have a post. You have upcoming events coming on. Talk about it. It's free. Call a phone number from your cell phone in your pajamas. I don't care. 
Just call and talk about it. I thought you said you cared yesterday when I said when I do some of the shows. You, it's different. Okay. <laughs> because you talk differently. Anyway, don't even get okay. started. Okay. So We're I, so well right now. I, will, I promise you this. We, we will have PSA for you moving forward. Do you guys... Um, yes, it's, it is a... Um, it's not a full-fledged um, studio, but it will make it work. Good. Because we have room. Well, I mean, in between every guest, I mean, I have advertising spots that companies won't even take advantage of for $20 a spot. Mm-hmm. Wow. Can't get that anywhere. Right. So we're more than open to whatever you want to communicate. Ambits Radio is, is in. Okay. So yeah, we just, have, we just know that. We're utilizing that. We're going to. <laughs> awesome. Now, do you know how many shows I've had where I've heard that? Quite a bit. That is a challenge. Send it to me. Send it, please, and I'll put it on. I have no issue with that at all. Any other topics that we haven't talked about yet? We, again, I, I still don't have two. We, we actually have a surprise guest that showed up that we ran into at the hospitality suite, and I didn't even know who she was. I'm like, what is she doing here? And there's actually so a... So elegantly dressed. I didn't, I didn't even know that, that she existed. I, I thought I was looking at a ghost, because that's kind of what you picture a ghost looking like, with a, like a wonderful gown. I don't know, but, but I didn't know we had an Ambex girl. I didn't even know what that meant. Go ahead. I was just going to say, there's a compliment in there somewhere. No, there is. So, it, it, from, but, from Alex, I know that... I, I have no, again, I, 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 what, what, so, what I'm so excited about the interview is to find out why she's here. I, I mean, it, why would she be here unless there's a reason? There's got to be a there's reason. There's got to be Just like there's got to be a compliment here. somewhere in there. That's right. There's a reason. Somewhere. She's just a young lady to tell you. I'm sure. I have no, I have no idea. All I know is, is, um, is there any upcoming, pro, like, what, what I love that National did is they started the HEAL program and they called me and said, we want to do a show specifically for the HEAL program. Right. Please. Okay. Please. Right? Yes. Great. They brought clinical special. It was powerful. And then they took the message and must took it and pushed it and did it. And, and I mean, it went out. So I'll tell you from, from that show, from our first town hall, that you were that you attended, Alex, and then we had a town hall here at the, at the convention center. Excuse me, at the convention in the convention center. Um, we are looking at Ohio. We are looking at hosting one in New Hampshire. We are looking at hosting one in Florida. We're looking at hosting one in Indiana, and hopefully, fingers crossed, in California, and we we'll host one there all within the next six. So that means, hold on, that means within six months, I expect you to have somebody on who's going to talk about those upcoming dates so we can push it. Because we had a stick over, over, when I last looked at the report, we had 42 out of 50 states who listened to the show. I don't know what's going on with Utah. But... Maybe the mountains are getting I have no way. idea. But the fact is, is all these states listen to the show. Mm-hmm. They're very active. And once you have the date set, if you send any email out, mm-hmm. copy me on it on so I can get away 
appointment, and then we can all reply back and say, great, what, what, which day would you like to book? And then we'll schedule it then because I can always get you in a spot. I can always put you in a 15-minute window. Even if, if we're talking about whatever we're talking about, it's a full show, I'll open up a spot that I can place to at least spend 10, 15 minutes to talk about it, whatever it is. Sure. I mean, it really just shocks me. I, we ever, I, we ever have to work with a guest ever at this point. Perry, really. I mean, I, I'm surprised you don't have as many ulcers as you don't right now. I, I would expect you to have God's a very amount of ulcers. And good choices. Good God's grace and And what is the pools? Yeah, the pools are, the pools help. Really but I really, I really love the hospitality suites. Because you're able to really connect and engage. I'm going to be honest with you, I think it was a pool for hospitality suites on the second floor when you have people falling down the stairs. Well, no, but no, no. I'm not talking about the side of the alcohol. That comes Remember with Remember the conversation about brand? <laughs> well, no, but, but what, what, first of all, I'm, some of the greatest questions I've made have oh, been at the hospitality suites because you're just sitting on the couch, you're just talking to people, and of course, if you do want, and, and so far, I mean, the most friendly one that I've had happens to be my home state, Tennessee. They just, I walk in and they go Google and Gaga when I walk in the room. It's amazing. Some of them, don't, they, and I walk in the other rooms and I don't even exist. They don't know who I am. Well, I actually, I've got to go to D.C. tonight. I'm going to visit D.C.'s hospitality. Oh, Reeves oh, really... told me to go over to Pennsylvania, so I'm going to go to Pennsylvania's tonight. We've got to go to Pennsylvania. We've got to go to D.C. Perry, not just the Perry Hartman show. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> we, we also have a town hall coming up in Pennsylvania in February. Where in Pennsylvania? In Pittsburgh. So Reeves' hometown. Yes. Yes, but there's post 100 commander polls that's uh, post really bad. I built him a Facebook page and a website. And I'm trying to get his his off the ground. Um, if you can just make a mental mark of that, uh, post 100. Post 100. In um, he is out of. I'll get you the information, but he's he's got like eight members left, and they're all over seventy, and he's scared because he doesn't want it to fall apart. So he's got twenty dollars with me to run a Facebook ad to help promote because they're coming off break in September. Mm -hmm. So I'm putting together an ad for him. We're going to run on Facebook specifically in that zip code mm -hmm. to reach those on Facebook to find new members for him. That's just a small, but you see that right there is such a small but important piece yeah. that with all the busyness and the craziness of AMBAS, he can fall through the crack and he won't reach out and tell AMBAS. I said, why haven't you talked to somebody? Right. He hasn't. So yeah. I'm doing it. I understand the proud thing, but I mean, listen, I don't know how, know how this far, except for the fact that you former real good and get them to make sure you commit to something and they don't. But, you know, again, if you don't ask, you don't receive. Yeah. And that's... So attention post, if you're struggling or having a hard time, reach out to somebody so we can do something about it. If anybody really reaches us here at Amfest Radio, we're always willing to do what we can to help our struggling posts. And then Absolutely. we always are willing to do what we can to help our good posts, too. Praise yourself. Talk about yourself. The good, the bad, the ugly, we're here to talk about it. Well, if you're, sorry, if you're struggling at your post, you, you need to talk to membership. Maybe there are things mm -hmm. that we can do in membership to help drive people to your post. I mean, that's, that's what we're here for at, at the National Headquarters, mm -hmm. is to support the post and what they're doing. So it, send an email. 
make a phone call. We don't have all the answers, but we might have a few. What's the biggest misconception of AMVET? Can I make you choose? Oh, I, I already said. We're a thrift store. Yeah. Or a canteen. Or a bar. Right? And that's, or an old person's club. Or more than that. Much more hey. than that. What, why don't they know that? Why, do, why am I still hearing someone say, who's Ambez? Because we, are, we do not promote ourselves. We have not promoted ourselves. We are a Going new, to. new, new Ambez. And, and I think that you, anybody who has seen the organization, has been involved in the organization since January, uh, no, I'm not. I'm not going to do that I'm, because that would be disrespectful to Joe. Anybody who has been involved with Ambeds for the last two years, since Joe Chanelli, our executive director, took over, should see a difference, and certainly should see a huge difference beginning in January of this year. And that will continue, and it's only going to be bigger. Anything else? Yeah, absolutely. So for the Career Center, every quarter we host a Community Partners Day or Career Field Day. So September 14th in Maryland, we are holding our uh, community partners. And this is where the community partners uh, come together and they come as the veterans. And then in October, uh, the end of October, we'll have a uh, career or community partners day. Also, we're giving opportunities for our veterans to have free food for the holidays, um, get vouchers to get um, different types of gas cards and all those good things that they will be providing for them. That means on September 11th, that's Tuesday, but from the 14th, you'll come on and talk about it and let everybody know. Good. That's exactly why we <laughs> have those cards. And actually, what I do, ladies, I need to make sure that you guys have some of these cards with you. And, and, and I gave some of these to Alex, and he said something that got my attention. He said, well, your name's on I said, well, yeah, because I'm the one who handles the scheduling and the, and the whole stuff. Um, By the way. Good Samaritan. What about Oh, you oh, no, I don't know. <laughs> yes, bring, start bringing these out. Give these to your ambits people okay. who you know so that they can, because everything about the radio show is here. Also, if anyone wants to uh, donate to these upcoming events for our veterans who are looking for employment, who are um, looking for any other type of resources, if you want to give out gas cards, if you want to give out anything, you can contact our development officer, and she would love to uh, share her contact information. Sure. So you can send information to me via email at C Kirkley, that's K I R K L E Y, at AMVET, and wait, NSF, National Service Foundation.org. And my office number is 301 683 4066. Or if you didn't get any of that, email Perry and help you. Ambetsradio at gmail.com. She wasn't an asshole. She didn't put out the cell phone number. Uh, no. no, I, I, I didn't. It's, it's, on it's on my business card <laughs> when I hand that out. <laughs> Did you have anything else? No, I'm just excited about the upcoming year and, and the things that we have planned and moving forward. What would, do, what would be one thing that would make your job easier? Everybody doing the reporting. So, Greg, Greg, you heard that. <laughs> your your plan on re on, on making it better between you and Carla. I think you guys, you Carla, and of course we can't forget about Alex because Alex.
has a lot of the forms that everybody seems to need. Um, and so uh, there's no doubt that the future is extremely bright. And, um, You're shaved. Um, <laughs> I don't have any. Um, <laughs> and saying that, you know, again, I've been working with that program. So that the reporting, I'm trying to get it easy for everyone to do it. So. Well, me and you have to have a meeting because I think I have some ideas. Okay. Excellent. Guys, thank you. Thanks for having us. Well, it's my pleasure. I'm going to run a quick PSA I, and so we can take a picture. And then we've got, Hello. do me a favor, introduce her really quick just so that they know her name because well, you have all the info. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to be having our white clover princess on the show next. Um, she's a wonderful lady. We met her yesterday. We'll introduce her in just a few minutes. Let's get going. Uh, let's get going with this and we'll come back in a little bit and we'll introduce her. All right, guys, we'll be right back with AMBETS Radio Show number 73. The Tri-Cities Military Affairs Council and AMBETS Post 37 is dedicated to supporting, encouraging, and advocating for military and veteran affairs in Northeast Tennessee as they relate to national defense and economic vitality of the area. TCMAC is a 501c3 nonprofit organization and are made up of many different organizations AMVETS, Veterans of Foreign Wars, Vietnam Veterans of America, the American Legion, Employer Support for Guard and Reserve, Student Veterans of America, East Tennessee State University, and many others. Membership is open to any individual, firm, or organization please visit our website at www.tc-mac.org and download our membership application today. All right, folks, welcome back to Amnet's show, radio number 73. Okay, now this interview is definitely going to be one of the most original ones, only because of the fact that I don't even know who you are. I don't even know why you're here. Now, were you expecting to be interviewed? No. <laughs> no. So are you, are, are you nervous? Maybe a little bit. Somewhere deep down. Don't. Somewhere deep so down. this is Abby Bernard, our white clover princess. Yes. And... When we saw her, I mean, you, you can you can attest to this. We're like, who the heck is walking around in a wedding dress? Did we get married at a convention? Well, I actually, the first, <laughs> I, I first saw her on someone else's phone. Really? And the chaplain for Cookville took a picture with you, Chris, and he and and we were he was flipping through pictures and he was showing something else, and all of a sudden he really went quickly for you. I said, now where is it? Because <laughs> well, one, he's a chaplain and. And I've pastored three churches, and so immediately we always help each other with accountability. That was an opportunity to really come down to him for making him do something he should, which was not, should know not better. And I don't judge anybody, so don't get me wrong. But I started, I said, who is that? He said, Miss Amber. I said, we have a, what, Miss, I, what are we doing what, here? What is, <laughs> what is she doing? And so why am I misinformed? I didn't know, but I didn't realize as we were walking through the hospitality and you were coming down the stairs. Yeah. And, Sarah and then all of a sudden he mentioned you, and I 
said, let's see if we can get her on. And, and within about 20 minutes, I had a friend request. And next thing I know, here you are. So first, what what is the Abbott's White Clover Princess? So what is I'm discussing the Miss Ambeth White Clover Princess program for 52 years now. I'm the 51st consecutive princess. And the White Clover Princess, she goes to different events with Ambeth and ladies like Hillary, sons and riders. And she tries to promote the Ambeth and tell the community what the Ambeth do for veterans and the community around them. What's your favorite type of cheese? Sharp cheddar. Okay. She's from Wisconsin. Yeah, I live in Chicago, which is yeah. right on the border. But she never, she never never multiple was. kinds. I don't know which one is her exact favorite. I mean, I love cheese. I okay. Yeah. I mean, my cholesterol is high. I like cheese, too. <laughs> but see, I didn't even know. 50. Yep. I know that New Jersey has, and I'm still learning who's exactly all had it. I'm not sure. So I have the name. Of but the you have it. Hold, hold on. Hold, no, she interrupted. Hold on. Go ahead. I have him in my coordinator. He's Alan Willis. Alan Willis. And his email is willis1616 at yahoo.com. And you can email him to ask how the program runs and how you can keep it running. And then the national so program. So now we have source. <laughs> who, uh, what, I, I, now the journal gets we got to have him on the show <laughs> to understand where, the, again, it's part of AMBES. And, I mean, there is it, – it, it, it's similar to, to with, within the body of Christ. There's not one more important than the other. We're all important. We all have a purpose. I just and didn't know this was a thing. I didn't either. <laughs> I, I think – did you ever have people? Wonder, I mean, I, I, this is only my second convention, so yep. my first. So, the so one over, she has to be between the ages 14, and she writes an essay of um, max 200 words, which wasn't hard to do. Why you would like to represent the minimum on that? A minimum? The minimum words. 200. The, max, I, the I, minimum? I, there is no minimum. It has to be 200. You, like, I want to be white clover and just submit. Uh, you know what I mean? What is, I don't think you would win. Can you paraphrase or what did you short? I'm just curious. My essay was about how I wanted to honor my grandfathers and how I wanted to get all the veterans I met. And I started helping out with the Ambreds when I was about 12, setting flags out at local cemeteries and helping with the to drive. So, Member of Junior Ambreds? No. So there's Junior Ambreds in Wisconsin. We tried to do chapters and stuff, but it never took off. Got formed. Yeah. Somebody has impacted your life. Yeah. And you were just talking about that. You mentioned your grandma. You got a little teary. No, there's something there. I got a teary. No, no, as you know, I'm purposely really? going there because there's a story there. There's something there that is really important. You don't just be a part of AMBES just because. It, and it is it's not a patient. Yeah. There's something, like my father was in a world. In 1988, he was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease in 71 from serving in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. And before he died, I I didn't know if I could ever make him proud, so I decided to join the Army. Okay. Yeah. And many people know this story, but, but I, I have to share it because it's about to get into. So I signed up. In order for me to sign up, I had to cut my hair on a heavy metal armor in bands to work. I had to cut my hair and I had to cut my smoking weed. Still okay. You know, so I can pass the test. No, yeah. I'm going to regrow it up, but that's for another issue. <laughs> but the fact is, I wanted to do it to make it proud. And then, after six months of not doing it, I still failed the drug test. 
the guy that signed up with me, when we were going to go to the same place, he ended up dying in Desert Storm. God kept me doing that for a reason. But for whatever reason, God has chosen you to have this position, and somewhere in your family, maybe you're going to come on. Oh, don't know. This is really important. Come over. Because this has everything to do with YMS videos. Because there is just an accident. There's there's a reason for it. For this very reason, whatever this is. Hi. Hi, I'm Judy. This is my mom. Okay. So are you legally blind, Judy? I am. Okay. What's the story? Well, I never met my grandfathers from my mom's side and my dad's side. And I never got to experience and hear the stories about what they've all been through and what they've done for our country. So, and I never heard the story, but I know they were the country. And it's just my heart. I raised my kids appreciate. to appreciate and to honor people who have served our country. If you guys didn't do what you do, we wouldn't be here today. That's right. Because we have quite a few. veterans who served before me, I wouldn't have had the privilege to serve when I did. So, I mean, I absolutely appreciate that. So much and teach to do to help so many more veterans. And Abby has laid wreaths in Washington D.C. We also went to the um, Congress of Library where they helped me find my grandfather. And I did some research, and I'm still doing research. And he was a POW. Mm. And that's just since she's been white clover. Your father or grandfather? That would be World War One. World War Two. Two. So I grew up with a lot of the little ambits and hearing their stories and being really excited to learn more about it. And then my sister was the Clover Princess for Wisconsin two years ago. I got to meet more people and I met more people at the national. So it's a family level. tradition. Were you a white Clover guess. Princess? No. <laughs> okay. Just try again. So what, what do you have to do throughout? The, now, first of all, is there a term? Yep. So you are crowned in June in Wisconsin, at least. Crowned in June, you end in June, and then the outgoing princess goes to the national. And she knows what's going on, and she can represent more. She knows. So are real diamonds? Uh, no. I don't know if wearing a crown. So are you in? So you're outgoing now, right? Yes. My last. Yeah. So how do you feel about that? Um, it's really sad. So I had a month off leading up to this. So now that I'm back in it again, I want to keep going. There's a new Clover Princess. She's going to be doing great. I'm going to have to interrupt real quick. Um, Hopefully this interview is going to be still continuing by the time I get back because I definitely want to take the ladies. Miles is going to be stepping up to the plate he got back from his room. He's in comfy clothes. And he's taking over as my portion of co-host for this little bit of the interview. Perry, I got to go do some work for Amos Convention. And I'll see you shortly. So now what? Now after this, I have another I to do, and I'm planning to go to college for elementary education. Are you a member of AMBA? No, I'm not a member of AMBA. But you can be. I could be, yes. Do you have any idea of the impact you can make within your life? I mean, obviously, I'm not telling you to join just for the purpose of joining. Yeah. The fact is, you have a heart and a passion for veterans, mm-hmm. and obviously, your mom is part of it, yes. and you've been a member of AMBA for a long I've been part of the for Four years. Four years. Mm-hmm. But but actively having for about seven. Were, were 
look for them. Because you know there's a spot. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Part of the auxiliary, and or if she chooses in, to going into the service, part of the ambulance. Are you thinking about serving? I, I was thinking about it, yeah. I've been thinking the Army, been hearing a lot about the Air Force, though. So. How old are you now? I'm 17 right now. Okay, so 17. So yeah. right now you're focusing on college and yeah. preparing to get into that. And where are you thinking about what are you? I'm not sure where I'm going yet. Okay, so yeah, I don't want to do general first that way. Okay. Don't waste time doing something in myself. Do you know Courtney? Yes. Yes. Are you close with Courtney? Um, I have you at the National Convention. This is my first National Convention. As a friend, I've met her years past. So. She's very passionate. She's yeah, she in is, her program. She is definitely I'm going to be, you know, we predicted yesterday that someone gave me a little hint. He said, by the time she turns 30, she'll be the latest president. And to be a president at 30 years old, that could be pretty. That could be pretty powerful, man. That's, yeah, it'd, it'd be pretty unheard and pretty spectacular. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because you have that energy, and everybody has a choice. What's going to get on board? And yeah, but to, to, and and because re, one of the things that I love about Ambeth, a lot about Ambeth over the last year and a half. If you're not passionate about it, get out. If you are, you'll never go bored because there's enough time. Everything we do for the veterans. Everything. And there's no business hours, is there? No. <laughs> it's, there's no. That's right. It, and it never ends. For those that are listening who don't know about what it is that you do, um, who is the incoming princess? The incoming princess for Wisconsin tomorrow. So she just got crowned in June. So okay. she's just starting her trip. Sure, to give her one of my cards and have her call so we can get her in to talk about you because. We have to make this. This is a tradition now. That now that I know yeah. it exists, we have to include it. Yes, to have a princess episode. And the history alone. No way to know that they exist. Did you know about? I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, you can stick a finger in every pie, so to speak. So. And so, in in that, what is your thoughts or, or comments about, about this, or what, what do you know about this, and what it's doing? For, I think it kind of ties into uh, the juniors and just other programs that we have uh, for youth. So it was just on earlier, like Americanism and local country and how it's declined over the years. And I think uh, White Clover Princess is another avenue as far as keeping um, that, that local country and heritage um, alive and keep it thriving. Yeah. So I wonder in comparisons of other princesses that exist, Right? I mean, you got Nam, that's Princess, right? Mm-hmm. You also have these companies with USA and all these other. I mean, talk about that. They do it, and they'll have a speech about how they want to make the world a better place, yeah. and that's their whole motivation to do. But I think what you do, the position that you hold, is far greater than what they could touch, only because why you're doing it matters more than than almost I mean, we can one of my favorite little funny speeches is, is if you ever if you, did you ever see the movie Bruce Almighty yes. with Jim Carrey yes. remember his prayer the first one and God says well that's good if you're Miss America yes. but give me a real prayer yeah and the fact is I again not knowing what it is that you knowing that this ever exists I think it's a wonderful thing that you're doing not that you need my approval or permission but I think it's fabulous and and 
and it's a really great opportunity because I've gone to honor flights and hospitals, and you can actually speak to the veterans for their service and get out there and do that. And you wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to if there wasn't a program. So. And just add on that, you know, you're now a white global alumni, so every year that you come, you know, there ladies that look up and ask you a lot of questions, and yeah. annoying and frustrating that. Yeah, it's always an important vital role to now to explain what it means, how it ties in the ambits, and, and to just start. Yeah. Do we know of any prisons that are serving in the ambits now that are each part state, of the Each state could have a program. Okay. Yep. And some do off and on, but not consecutively like Wisconsin. How, how many other are, are there through the ambits? Princesses. I know that New Jersey has had it. I think for Four years now, and I've heard that other states have had it. They just kept it. So it so has Wisconsin been running. And New Jersey. Any others that you know? I'm sure that um, not every state has a. So I know not every state is going to have a white yeah, right. but I'm sure Indiana, Ohio, uh, maybe even Florida, and it's not as publicized as we need it to be. Dan Koob, the state commander for Tennessee, it's messages for you. We need a clover princess, man. Come on, let's get on the ball here. I'll help in whatever way I, I can. So just let's talk about that. I mean, that's really, I mean, I, I, it, that's pretty important. Okay, so by next year, okay, so you won't be back at the convention next year. It might be back because I'm going to Okay, well, if you do. Well, I'm not going to make you promise. Because I don't know what your educational career includes, but if you come back, mm-hmm. come back on again. I love we'll that. Thank you for having me. So that we can follow up with that. And then at the same time, we have the ability to kind of follow up and see where it goes because you, you have an advocate, Ambets Radio, and we'll do everything because I think it really is important and I didn't know about it. So I'm glad and we ran into you when we did. Yeah. Because, I mean, at first, I, I, I thought he was kidding, Alex. And I'm, um, she what? I said I said I'm not going anywhere near because I don't know anything about and it. And that's why she's here to promote the program. Yeah, so other states can start it. it. Yeah, because it's only one person. But I talked to so many people throughout my years, the princess, about what the ambits are doing. So it'd be nice if other states could pick it up, and then more life can be normal. Okay. Excellent. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You didn't have to do it, and I'm 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 really glad you did because now that I know about it, I've got an Ambets Radio Facebook page on Facebook. Yep. Would you page yes. and then attach a picture and maybe like a little a bio something if you can, okay. just so that because you know more about it than I do, and even all now I know I've got to go back and listen and get it all in my head. But right. just put something on there so that I can share it, and then we will I will continue to challenge state commanders. And see now that I know you yeah. you know what's going to happen. I'm going to start, I'm going to say, do you just have a walk over princess? And if they say what, I'm going to say, give me an email. And I'm going to send an email Thank this you. interview. Because it's really important. I mean, this is, I had no clue. I'm glad you, glad it all worked out. Thank you for joining us. We have, we have to get your picture. I'm going to run a PSA. And we're going to be right back with Ashley. No, I'm not going to run a PSA. I'm going to run a Dude, I don't know. I removed it. We're going to play a song. That's what we're going to do. This song is called You're Not 
gotten this wonderful app. We we played this veteran. Gonna be right back on Ambus Radio Show number seventy three when we'll be right back.
Back to Ambet's Radio, show number 73, but I was, of course, saved to 31, so I'm a Jew saved grace. Listen, one of the things I love about Ambet's Radio is we can go live, and we, with us is somebody we were supposed to have yesterday, but because of meetings, he got to, he got picked out, and so I apologize for advertising it, but the good news is we have him here now, and he is our national membership director. His name is Harry Neal. Harry, how you doing, sir? I'm doing good. Welcome, welcome to Ambet's Radio, and we have spent quite a bit of time on this radio show in the last two days talking about membership, and um, we've actually talked on the phone a couple times, um, and and I, I I send people because again I don't remember within and not every state commander, but I'll send you emails every once in a while with people that I meet because everyone who comes on Ambet's Radio not only from the post level, right. but I've got companies and people that help vets that aren't members. And in my brain, well, duh, they need to be members. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. If you're a veteran, you should be a member of AMVETS. Um, we've got guys throughout the uh, organization, you know, have been with the military all their lives. And then after they've served, they want to be part of something greater, so join AMVETS. And, uh, you know, we've got World War II vets, some of our very oldest guys. And uh, most of the leadership in the organization today is Vietnam era. And we're moving in towards the uh, Gulf Warriors. Those are the younger vets, the millennials. We're finding it's a little difficult to get them to come on board because they generally are in a digital environment. They don't want to join a hard copy post, some of the old school methodology that we use. We have uh, canteens, posts, they meet periodically. A lot of these young, younger veterans, I'm finding, uh, prefer to live in a digital world and not really get out of it, but they do want to continue to participate with their fellow veterans. And so we're starting to move into that realm. Uh, we were discussing just yesterday uh, building a digital post in Missouri. Um, it'll be based on Facebook. It'll be a closed group, and they'll be uh, members at large within the state of Missouri. And uh, they'll be in a virtual environment. Uh, we've got a young gamer have some ideas about how he can introduce the post, a little bit of healthy competition. Um, something that I found interesting is that as I talk to some of the younger vets that are coming out of Afghanistan, I don't know if you're aware, but Call of Duty, Activision, they Call of Duty and all the subsequent games, but they are career centers. And um, as I'm talking to some of these young veterans, I'll tell them, you know, when you get out, Find a job uh, at no charge. Don't have to be a member of Ambus. In addition to that, we'll help you find uh, if you need some help with your uh, application to the Veterans Administration. We'll help you uh, get through that. It's a bureaucracy. It's a complicated bureaucracy, but we have national service officers specially trained to help get you the care that you need if you were disabled in combat. So we bring you most trauma while you were involved in it in combat. You know, those were the real good things, but the main thing is we're moving into that digital environment. As I talk to these younger 
for the Taliban, looking for the bad guys. They do this for four, five, six hours a day in the desert sun out there in the mountains. But when they come back into their hooches, what amazes me is they say, yeah, and then we sit down. A lot of times we'll spend the rest of the day playing war games. So they're doing it real world, and then they're coming back and they're doing it in a digital environment. So naturally when they get up, they put the real weapons down, but they continue that gaming environment. So uh, this digital post, we hope to get them involved in AMBETS and that gaming environment in a digital realm. So it'll be part of our group, and you know a lot of what we do depends on our numbers. Um, when you're dealing with elected officials, they a lot of times look at numbers and power, and they look at groups that are supporting particular agendas. Um, we are essentially like a lobbying group for the veterans on Capitol Hill. They look at our numbers. They look at our influence. Uh, they look at the, uh, the model we bring to the table. And once again, everybody that's in AMBETS serves. In addition to that, and we've got guys that are still in the workforce and they spend their free time working for AMBETS, which in my mind is just totally golden. And uh, then we've got guys that retire and instead of coming down to beautiful Florida where we're at now, spending time on the beach, you know, pursuing their hobbies, instead of doing all that, they're continuing to work to support veterans coming up. So we put together back in 1944 the World Veterans as they came back. That's a real important function of what happened in America. We created, through our influence, the GI Bill. What a lot of people don't realize is back in those days, college was pretty much an exclusive endeavor for not working-class America. Pretty much, you know, you had to be pretty well-to-do to consider going to college. But when all these veterans started coming back after liberating Europe, um, and that was, you know, a tremendous endeavor on the veterans' part, they, they came back and they were offered a college education. And what that did to America, that brought an entire strap of class America. It raised them up to a level of educated Americans. And that's, you know, when baby boom started in the 50s and so after the war we started building, we were flesh. So when someone, when you ask people about why they joined AMVETS or maybe why they haven't joined AMVETS, uh, what are a couple of uh, key points that they bring up when they say, if you guys did this or if you guys stayed away from that, you definitely have my membership, membership of people that think like me. Well, one thing we were set up at the, uh, every year, the Arnold Miler. Uh-huh. And we used to set a table up there. There was a young veteran that came, we were talking to a female, and, and I said, well, you know, why don't you think about joining our organization? And uh, she said, well, I'm a member of Volunteers of America. To that very question, you know, why are you a member of Volunteers of America? Well, this weekend we're raising money by going on a rafting trip. Uh, last weekend we did a four mile run to raise money. The previous weekend we were all together doing a ramp on somebody's house. So events could definitely help. I think young people want to be brought together with other young people, not in a closed environment, but in an open, active environment. Competition's healthy. They want to meet other young people in their age group, and they 
want to do something productive. They're patriots. They've, they've tasted battle. They've tasted military life. They understand the importance of an organization like ours, but they don't want to be locked into, and some of them don't mind it. We have some very young active people in that, but I'm fine that they want to be active. They want to do something. So, you know, emergency response forces,
a very important question that you might be able to give us the answer. How, still on the air. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How, <laughs> many, how, how, many, how many total members do we have? We represent about a quarter of a million veterans, and it's the Ambet family. And the Ambet's family is, Ambet consists of Ambet, and it's like the American Legion. When you talk to the American Legion, Talking about their family of members. We ambets, veterans, sons of ambets, which, and I talked to the sons of ambets. Every one of those sons of ambets had a father who was in the military. And as I look at the age demographic of the sons of ambets, they had fathers who were in the military and they fought the Great War. They are sons and daughters of World War II veterans. And they're so proud of their parents' service that they continue to serve other veterans today, not having been veterans, but just the fact that they have a veteran in their lineage. And these veterans that are in their lineage, as I was talking up to today, one guy came out and said, you know, my dad was in the Korean War. And as they watched world events just in the last month, the last couple of weeks, we got Korean War remnants sent back to America. They're in Hawaii. I think being identified now to try to determine, you know, who these servicemen were. You know, so that you know, with our in addition to that we have the ladies auxiliary, wives of athletes. Um so it's a, it's a big family and uh we all work together to to do good in America. Yeah, it's an amazing group. That number that two hundred and thirty thousand mm-hmm. um, since I've been to Ambets, which is a little under Year, almost two years, never hasn't really changed yet. Here in the day, but people pass away. So how do you balance between? Is it possible that that number is more? Because of the age demographic, we do see, you know, it's kind of even. You know, because we lose unfortunately, you know, two thousand members a year at least okay. you know, to the to the Grim Reaper and uh. But how many new members do we, I mean, how many members this year? We average 1,000 new members a month. 1,000 new members a month. I run a list once a month. It's between 800,000. And those 1,000 new members a month, every one of our green hats, the green hats are the ones at the post level. They go out, they talk to the communities. It's like politics. You know, all politics is local. Our power comes to people that are in a community, they're known in the community, they interact with the community, and they help the veterans in the community, and that's where members are joining. We have contests, uh, and, you know, that's just the idea. bottom line is the Green Hats are doing the work recruiting for Plus, we're starting to move into the digital realm. As we become more politically active, and we did some tremendous things this past year on Capitol Hill, there was a, a writer to the budget that wanted to take away benefits from veterans, and we couldn't believe it. They wanted to take them off of the VA rolls and put them on the Social Security rolls. Your average veteran was $1,000 a month to take it out of the VA rolls and put it into the Social Security rolls. But what's really galling about that, it was a cost-saving effort. What's even more galling, these guys are in their retired years, and most of them are disabled veterans. So they want to take money from a retired, 
disabled veteran, he's not going to be able to make up that income. Yeah. Well, that person has no Social Security. So what happened with IU was lawmakers tried to build in a little amendment to save money and put it towards something else and try to get out of IU thinking no one would see it. Well, Ambit saw it, and what it would, what they argued was, well, you don't need this disability money because you can't work because you're collecting your Social Security. Well, that person hasn't worked since they suffered an injury uh, while in combat. So you have no social security to rely on. And these lawmakers know that. They were just trying to pull money uh, from other ways that they could. And they were lucky enough to jump in and stop it. And we called it robbing Peter to pay Paul. We, we mobilized. We went to every congressional office in Washington, D.C., and we knocked on the door and we said, Really? You're taking money away from a disabled veteran? And within a week, Knocking on doors, we took an office building. I had a floor. Was there with one of the other people's membership? And you know, we were serious business about this is wrong in America. And uh, so we're out there actively lobbying for the veteran. And a lot of guys wouldn't have realized until it happened. You know, that's the way it works. But yeah. luckily enough, you know, we've got a, a legislative. And she's in lead. She was paying attention to what was going on. She raised the flag and said, "Hey." You talk about swell of pride and the emails that we still get as far as I knew what would happen if it got taken. I still think, you know, we got emails. We got guys, you know, I finally looked for a veteran service organization to join that does something. That builds our membership line. And guys that were already ambassadors that were just so thankful. I mean, you're going to be retired one day. You're going to be on a fixed income. And if somebody starts knocking on your door to say, you know, next week you're going to have to do the same thing, a thousand less, you know, that's impactful. And it's not right. And it's especially not to do it to a veteran. Probably not right to do it to a disabled. So, uh, you know, I felt righteous that day, too, that we accomplished something good. How long have you been the national membership director? I've been with them for seven years. Uh, I was an Army guy. Spent four and a half years in the Army um, as an infantry soldier, two years in the Medical Service Corps, learned how to build orthopedic appliances at Walter Reed when I used to be back up on Georgia Avenue. And then I'm one of those guys that when, when I graduated from high school, my dad didn't sit down and say, Well, son, what college do you want to go to? My dad sat down when I graduated from high school and said, Well, son, get a job. <laughs> So I joined the Army. The Army, when I got I got a bill after my first hitch in the Army, and I was going to college, University of Maryland, degree in biology, and the Air Force, and then four years in the Air Force. Uh, two years in the, uh, as a nuclear missile maintenance officer, and then two years as a chemical warfare officer. Wow. I've been around the block. I've seen a lot of people. Uh, my proudest moments were when I was an infantry soldier. I, I get to wear the blue cord. Everybody gets to where the court. Everything else was kind of cool, but you know, uh, that was one of the neatest things. Most of that I joined Ambits about seven, eight years ago, and uh, as the membership director, uh, it's a pressure cooker. It's a good job. I like it. Um, it's challenging, uh, but the coolest thing is I get to work with these guys that are veterans. Give a bit of 
they're they're so much better than me. They're out here doing it for nothing. You know, so it's it's a good group to be with. In seven years, as you look at AMVETS as, as a whole, right. there's obviously been change. I'm sure over the seven years. I know within the last year, mm-hmm. it's been some change because of the police thing in place. Oh, without a doubt. If you were to look at at the last seven years. And, and you looked at your first year, you had expectations of what you wanted to do year one. You then get into year two, right? All of a sudden, and now let's jump to year five. You see what you've done for five years. You're now looking forward, and all of a sudden, you, you don't know something. You don't know how it's going to take place. My question is this. Looking at right now, the next two years, and the possibility of having a woman national commander, would it be easy to predict an increase in women's membership just because of that alone? Our first vice, Reed as first vice, he was in charge of membership. One of his big pushes was going, trying to get more female veterans into the organization, more woman veterans. We do have a posting in California that's totally veterans. I think they yep. finally allowed more males to come in there. Um, I'm a married guy, and yeah, I can imagine he's going to be towing a pretty strict um, But, okay, so his, because he's been on the air talking about this, mm-hmm. as the membership director, right. you get all the memberships coming in, Right. did he have an increase all the work that he's tried to do? Reed Riley himself. Well, just. One you know, I got to say this, I got to blow a little smoke towards Regis this yeah. way. He, he's got 47 members, and a majority of those have been female. What we need to look at as an organization, and we're doing it through efforts. We have a New York post that's predominantly female, too, and they're very active. The California post started out as all females. With nothing better, all females. I was just going to yeah. say, we just had her on, and they were, yeah. Right. And yeah. they're proud of that fact, and we're proud of that fact. Absolutely. Women veterans have been standing next to us for a long time, and they finally give them the status they deserve. My, uh, my brother's daughter is in Afghanistan. And today, and you know, we're worrying about her. She's in, in the uh, logistics area, but logistics is extremely dangerous nowadays. They're driving trucks to move supplies. They've got IEDs to contend with. Most of the people that come back you know missing arms and legs and stuff. If those are not crudely made IEDs, these are IEDs that are being put together by powerful countries over there that are trying to do us harm. And uh, it's, it's, but I see these women veterans, they're in the game, they're working hard, they deserve our respect, and uh, I'm very happy to see our numbers starting to grow. We need to reach that 15% because today 15% of the military are women. Unfortunately, AMS is hovering around 4.55%. We'll do better going forward. We got a good group here, and we realize where we need to be. And AMVETS respects I respect I uh, in the car. So I was out looking at a car one day. Miles hates this when he talks to me on the radio because I go down a rabbit hole. But anyway. I'm it's AMVETS radio, man. <laughs> right, right. We, we spend a lot of time in rabbit holes, and I have a problem with it because, again, it's a people. Well, i got to tell you the story about this woman. It was so impactful to me. Now, we were in Landover National Headquarters with lunch break. They had a Volkswagen many people care about them, but I kind of like them, so I saw one advertised. I ran out there during my lunch break, and I told her I would show up. She said, my husband won't be here. You're welcome to look at the car. 
So I'm looking at the car, and this slight lady comes walking around from the side of this split-level house, and she says, yeah, we're moving. You know, we want to sell the truck. We've got it in the back. You're welcome to look at it. And, uh, so, well, thank you. You know, I don't have too much time. I'm with Ambeth. I'm on my lunch break. And she goes, you're with Ambeth. I said, yeah, I was on the guy. Spent a little time in the Air Force. And she said, oh, I was in the Air Force. And I was in the Air Force during the Gulf War. And I said, yeah, what did you do? And she says, well, I was a, a triage nurse. And she, would, and she went on to tell me that they had a tent. And just like the old mass shows, you would hear the helicopters come in. And she said that these young guys were brought to her. She was the one that said, yeah, this guy uh, probably isn't going to survive. I'll have to move him here. This guy here is going to make it. Let's get him in here. And then she told me at the end of the day, after triaging all those guys, her job, because, I mean, they, they weren't contractors. She was the military triage in a mass unit, essentially. At the end of the day, she had to go in and clean up for the next day. She would push a broom through the uh, the areas with the uh, stretchers and stuff, and she would be picking up the discarded limbs to a black bag, and she would drag out to a burn pit. Mm-hmm. And then she said, you know, after I did six months, you know, they said it was a seven-month rotation, but then they didn't have enough people, so they extended me to, like, ten months. And she said, finally, I was able to leave I was able to go back to Texas. And she said, I loved what I did. I loved the Air Force. I loved being a nurse. But she was given another four months. And she, she looked at me and she said, Harry, uh, this is a young woman that has seen the worst of what we produce as society, the worst maiming and, and the horror of war. She saw it day in and day out. No showers, nothing. She's in a tent, you know, forward line as they come off the battlefield, mangled and destroyed as young kids. You know, she had to deal with that. And that's got to be an emotional struggle for the rest of your life after seeing that kind of carnage. So, you know, I, I totally, totally respect, you know, what she did as a nurse, what the Vietnam nurses had to go through you know, in the early days. I mean, it's to me, uh, women veterans are amazing. The ones serving the before are even more amazing. So, uh, yeah, I think we need to do better to get more women. They're, they're really amazing people. So, yeah, I'll never forget her. Uh, I don't know where she moved to, but that's a true story. <laughs>
mother's daughters in Afghanistan. We have other young kids in Afghanistan getting attacked, fearing for their lives. And what happens even more so today that's incredible is that a lot of times the National Guard units are sent over there and when they finally rotate out, they have such a sense of relief that they're back with their families and they survived on a day. And then four or five months go by and they get orders to rotate back again. I've talked to people that have been back three and four times. And that's got to be the most stressful. I mean, to have the relief of having survived it and then coming home and hearing you have to go back and try to survive it again. People need to be aware of that the decisions that are made by our government, you know, are affecting men and women of America. And uh, that pool of people is shrinking. It's down to, you know, Vietnam was a, was a volunteer group the draft was in, and, and you know, our military had a virgin then. But as the draft dissolved and it became an all-volunteer army, you know, we've continued to shrink, and they're finding that most military burden is staying with certain families. Um, it's legacy military families. My family, he was a soldier. My dad was a World War II guy, and I'm a Vietnam era vet. And uh, so it's not only really, you know, well known by the general population that we get frustrated with their uh, traffic jams and the fact that their cable goes out and stuff, but some of us are stone cold. Our children survive. 